reach up and grab it. Breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Dakia. Thank you for allowing the Lord to minister through you and for you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's time for the Word of God. By three anointed vessels of God. You ready for the Word? I am. Receive at this time and this order Pastor Karen Doherty, Elder Derek Mays, and Pastor Ronald Doherty. Say amen for Pastor Karen as she comes. In fact, stand up. Receive her. Stand and receive our pastor. Stand and receive our pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Point to her. And that represents all three. And say, speak. And let the Lord use you. Oh, hallelujah. You can have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Good, good morning, good morning. It's a good morning. Hallelujah. Thank God for 27 years. We're praising God for each one of you being here. And we just, we're each taking a little section of, since we, we, we couldn't choose from Psalms 27, so we just, each of us is taking a little section of it and just kind of, kind of breaking it down because it was all, all good. And then I thought, we chose Psalm 27 and it's the 27th anniversary. I didn't even put that together to this morning. I said, God, God is on time. Okay. All right. I got verses one through four. Read, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Lord, we thank you for this time in the word. You said, Lord, your words were spirit and they are life. And Lord, I pray that you'll speak through me to your people. Have your way. You're the one that makes preaching and teaching easy in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's go. Psalms 27 verses 1 through 4. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Let's just start there. We'll start with verse 1. When life gets dark, the Lord is my light. And light always dispels the darkness. God illuminates the darkness that surrounds David because David made this thing personal. You know, as we look back on the life of David, David went through many things, many trials and tribulations, valleys and hills and mountains. He had been through it all. Here in 27, he declares that the Lord is my light and the light dispels the darkness. The thing about David is David made this thing personal. He said, the Lord is my light. I don't know about you, but the Lord is my light. He made this thing personal. And sometimes when things get dark, we have to make sure we got the light inside illuminating the darkness. Whenever we walk into the room and it's dark, when we flip on the light, then we're able to see where we're going. We need to see, we can see where the closet is and we won't stump our toe on the bedpost. How many of you have done that trying to get to navigate in the dark room? But when we turn on the light, the darkness is dispelled. Darkness is the unknown. It's, the, it's not easy to progress. It's scary. And you don't go forward in confidence when you're in the dark. But once the Lord, the light of the Lord illuminates where you are, you can see clearly. That's why we need the Lord in our lives. You're wondering why it's dark in your life. You're wondering why you're going through the depressions, the ups and downs of life. You've got to make sure that you, the Lord is your light. Hallelujah. You've got to make sure he's your light. And not only is he my light, he's my salvation. <laughs> he 
saves and he delivers me physically and spiritually. Hallelujah. And he did it for David in every place of adversity he faced. God was his salvation. Hallelujah. Even though David was skilled and he was an experienced warrior, he was a man of physical strength because he had to keep himself together because he was a man of war. Okay? And he looked to the Lord. Even though he had uh, physical strength, he looked to the Lord to be the strength of his life. He didn't put his own, sometimes we put our faith in our own wisdom. We put our faith in our own, our friendships. We put our faith in our careers and we put our faith in our resources. Hallelujah. But listen, have you experienced the strength of the Lord in your life? We need the strength of the Lord going forward in our lives. And so we can't go in our own strength. We can't go in our own wisdom. Hallelujah. How many of us, we've gone on and done our own thing anyway and ended up in a hole? Okay, I got to go on. Whom shall I fear? Whom? 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 The Lord is my light. He's my salvation, and he's my strength. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. I got the Lord with me. He lightens my way. He saves me, and then also he's my strength too. Whom shall I fear, and whom shall I be afraid? If we're walking in fear today, we've got to make sure that we got the light. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Hallelujah. Okay. So, because God was his life, David said, there wasn't no reason for me to be, be afraid. And to me, I, I want to share that with you today. When you have the Lord in your life, and you, he is your light, and he is your strength, and he is your salvation. It's no reason for you to be afraid because God is with you. He said he'll never leave you or forsake you, that he will be with you always in the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs. And when you got a lot of money and when you ain't got no money, when you got a lot of honey and when you ain't got a lot of honey, God will be with you. Hallelujah. Verse 2. When the, when the wicked, now listen, when, it's, it, it's, it means it's going to happen. It ain't a question whether it's going to happen. It said, when, when the wicked, and it's, a, it's amazing how God brought this, broke this down. The wicked, my enemies, my foes, three different uh, breakdowns of that. The wicked know that they have power and influence and always use it in a destructive way. My enemies, the people who are actively opposed or hostile to someone or something, actively opposed. That means they moving, they talking, they got stuff going on. Hallelujah. And my foes, <laughs> My foes, they have personal enmity against me. And what does enmity mean? Actively opposed. When the wicked, think about it, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, verse 2 says. They came to devour me. They came to take me out. They came to make me lose my job, my influence, my reputation, my character. When the wicked, my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh and devour me, they stumbled and failed. Their plan that they had wouldn't work. What they tried to do to me wouldn't work. <laughs> no weapon. 
off their feet. Okay, move, I gotta go, I gotta go. Tell somebody I gotta go. I gotta go. Verse three, woo, hallelujah. Though an host, an host is not one or two. A host is an army, a group of people. So an host shall encamp. Let's, let's do this, shall encamp. And it can't mean to surround you and pitch tents, pitch tents, waiting and settling in, waiting for your failure and your demise. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me move on. Hallelujah. Though and hoes should encamp. Around, have you ever felt or surrounded and or everything that surrounds you felt evil? Felt like it was you was at your job in a meeting and it was a meeting before the meeting and then a meeting after the meeting and you you felt some things going on and uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. Those there are those who have were looking for failure in your marriage. They were looking for you to fail in your finances. They were looking for you to fail in your business. They were looking for you to fail in your career. But listen, though a host should encamp round about me, my heart should not fear. I ain't, somebody tell somebody, I ain't never scared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Though a war should rise against me in this will war, war, war to opposing teams. Sometimes you feeling like you in the middle of a tennis match and you being the one hit across the board. Though wars should rise against me in this will I be confident. I'm cool and collected because the Lord is my life. And my salvation. Whom, whom, whom. Confident, I'm feeling sure and secure. Hallelujah. Because I got God with me. Hallelujah. He's more than the world. I'm moving on. Last one. Hallelujah. <laughs> one thing. One and only one thing have I desired of the Lord. And listen, I'm going to seek after that till I find it. Hallelujah. That I may dwell in, live in, inhabit the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Not second and fourth Sunday. Not communion Sunday only. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Listen, some people didn't get back to the house after COVID. I said, God, if you just let me get back in there. Mm. If you let me get back in there. Hallelujah. And yes, it's good over Facebook, but it's nothing like being in the house of God, praising and lifting up God, hearing the word of God, getting the hugs and the kisses from the saints. Ain't nothing like being in the house of God. This should be your every Sunday thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Ah, uh, 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 to dwell in the house and then behold the beauty of the Lord as we look at nature, as we look at our lives, the beautiful things that God has wrought in. I, I, I gotta move on. Hallelujah. Because I can stay right there. My connection to God is what is paramount. This is what David was saying. My connection to you, God. My connection to you, God, 
is what's important and what is paramount. Don't negate coming to be in the house of God and fellowship with the saints of God in God's house. Hallelujah. And even more important, in times like these, our children need to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Learning of him. Because the things that they are going to be, going to be facing and are facing, we ain't never faced. Hallelujah. They need God. Hallelujah. They need God. Hallelujah. And so I, we want to declare and decree the planting Hallelujah. We are actively engaged. Listen, inquire in this temple. I know you at a certain place, but there's some place else I want to go in you that I haven't experienced yet. Hallelujah. So I want to inquire in your temple. Finally, David declares, the Lord is my light. He's my salvation. He's my strength. And then life happened. Things happened that attempted to take David off of his square. To get him to change his testimony, to get him to squash his praise, to get up to back up on his commitment to God. But he would not. The host came. Hallelujah. He would not. The wicked, his enemies and his foes came upon him to do him hard and they stumbled and failed. The host encamped around him waiting for his favor and his heart did not fail. And then a war rose up against him, and he was confident, sure, and secure. Today, people of the Lord, as you take the Lord as your light, your salvation, and your strength, if you do these things, you will not fail. You will not fall. You don't have to fear. Allow the Lord to be that in your life today. God bless you. Father, we thank you, we honor and appreciate you for the words that we've already heard. We pray now, Lord God, that you would step in, you speak, have your way in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Amen, I'm so nervous, y'all, because I'm preaching with my pastors, and this ain't pretty, my T. Christ, they should have put me first. <laughs> amen, I have Psalm 5 through 9, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me upon a rock and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy I will sing yea I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not neither forsake me oh God of my salvation I had the title mine and I'm going to title mine today as I'm giving you this few minutes praise pavilion my praise pavilion but this praise I had to do a, a, a play on the word praise it's P-R-A-Y-S-E praise pavilion we, I'm going to go verse by verse precept by precept Praise Pavilion, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Here David knew, he understood the special blessing or, or, or the protection thereof for one who earnestly sought after God. There is protection, I'm going to say that again, and a blessing for those who seek earnestly 
after God. Now, this scripture does not promise, this isn't one that presents promise uh, uh, that there will not be trouble. This, this verse does not present to us that there will not be prevention of all trouble, but it gives us that surety and security that we in the midst of God will be secure. God's pavilion or God's tent is where we find shelter in him. Us, his people, find shelter. We have the sweet privilege, Pastor Joyce, uh, of asylum and peace here in this pavilion. Somebody shout, it's a praise pavilion. He shall set me high upon a rock. David here believed that the life spent seeking God would know a measure of safety and security even in the presence of his enemies. I am in the place, in the place it says, upon a rock, a rock that is higher than I. I got enemies all around me. Yeah, they, they, they encamped around about me, but I'm not on the level that they're at. Come on. The reason that they cannot get to me is because I am on a rock. I'm higher than them. My God. In, in this pavilion, uh, God is covering me, but he's lifted me. My God. God. Uh, and I'm able to see all around me the enemies that have encamped themselves. It's scripture declares my head shall be lifted up. Oh yeah. My head is lifted up which means I, I don't even I don't have to even look down to see who's around me. They're not in my face. Glory to God. They're not in my view. They're not in my peripheral. I am looking to the hills. Hey, from which cometh my I'm on a rock. Somebody shout I'm on a rock. The praise of pavilion. Two things um, makes our head low. Glory to God. It, it says my head shall be lifted. But there are two things that causes our head to be low. Uh, those things are fear and shame. But come on, people of God, hope eases. It eases the heart of both of these. When we have a hope in glory, when our hope is in him, my head can be, it stays lifted. I won't fear. I won't worry. I won't have trepidation. I don't have to I have anxiety. I won't be, uh, you know, we, we just nervous. And I, no, 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 no. I don't have to be ashamed regardless of what I've been through, regardless of what I've come from because my head is lifted. My hope is in him. My hope is in him. My hope is in him. And when my when I have hope in him, I deject, glory to God, the countenance of fear. I deject the very countenance of shame. When my hope is in him, my head is lifted up. Somebody say praise pavilion. Therefore, will I offer sacrifices of joy. Man, David here, David's life was filled with celebration and gratitude for God, for, to God for all that God done had done. It wasn't no, nothing by his might. It had nothing to do with who he was or where he's come from or who he's already conquered. But he understood that his gratitude went to God. It was in God. Yeah, I got enemies around me. Yeah, I've been through some. I may have even sinned. Glory to God. I'm talking to somebody today. But, uh, you may have sinned, but, 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 but uh, you ought to be grateful unto God. Number one, for grace and mercy. Because the God that we serve, all uh, back in the test Old Testament, he killed those um, that were in, uh, unclean and impure. He took you on up out of here when you went against uh, what he had spoken. But thanks be unto God. My God, I thank God for grace. Yes, that's why I can have gratitude because when I was living the way I wanted to live, come on, when I was doing the very things that I wanted to do, grace and mercy, I found them new every morning. When I was unfaithful to him, 
So David understood right here that I've got to offer up sacrifices of joy. Ah, it was no goodness of our own. I did not deserve the grace. I did not deserve the mercy. I didn't deserve the job. I didn't deserve the family. I didn't deserve the, I didn't deserve the house. I did not deserve the car. I didn't deserve to be healed. Oh yeah, I should have been taken out. My enemies should, that ain't kept around me, they should have taken me out of them. They should have killed me, but I have a sacrifice of joy. Yeah, he did it. He did it. I didn't do it. I didn't earn it. He did it. It wasn't me. Sacrifices of joy. Uh, and I've got a shout. <laughs> I was just about to holler right there. I felt it. Woo! He said he would sing praises unto the Lord who blessed him with his presence and rescued him always. And so often the sacrifices of joy or the shouting, uh, uh, the resounding, the thanksgiving, um, the gratefulness which were accomplished um, with the sound of the trumpet we find, and in other instruments. We find this all through scripture. Uh, Numbers 10 and 10, 1 Chronicles 16, 41 and 42. Psalm 33, we find that they uh, lifted up a sound, not just with their voices, but in instruments. You may, they may not have been skilled at playing it, but they lifted up a sound unto God, uh, representing gratefulness and gratitude unto him for what he's done. Scripture says, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Hear the celebration of the first half of the psalm might make you think that it was all easy for David. We, 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 we get into a place where you see me now and you thought that what I, what I look like now, I've always looked like. Come on, but you don't know the story. Hey, 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 you don't, you, you, you got one yourself. They, they may look at you now seeing you pretty. Your hair did, nails did, everything did. That you got on the, the red bottoms, the, the blue bottoms, the pink bottoms, the black bottoms. You got them all. You got the new new hair, the new ride. You, you look, you're sitting up high. They think you, you got it all together. But they don't know what hell you've been through. They don't know what family members talked about you. They don't know that you had to deal with uh, people coming to steal your job and they, they want to steal your money. They wanted to steal your heart. They don't know uh, the heartbreak that you went through. They don't understand the sicknesses that you dealt with. They don't understand the mental anguish that you had to go through. They don't understand the hell and high water that you traveled through and, uh, to be where you are. And if I can be honest with you, uh, some of us may look good and we know that we've been through some stuff that we're still going through it now. Yeah, I may be smiling, but on the inside, I'm broken. Hey, by shine. Now, right now, I may not feel my best, but, but, but thanks be unto God. Hear my cry, oh God. I got to lift my voice. I'm not looking uh, because he lifted up my head. I'm not looking at my circumstance and I'm not looking at my situation. I'm not looking at what I'm going through or what I've been through. I'm not looking at who's there for me and who's there against me. But one thing that I desire. <laughs> oh my God, my God, what thing. Somebody shout praise um, pavilion. Praise Pavilion. Uh, when you said, seek my face, God invites David to seek him. How many of you have God tapped on your shoulder and said, come unto me? Seek my face. Listen, it's beyond um, being here every Sunday. Yes, we want you here every Sunday. Yes, we want you um, uh, in the temple, in the house of God. But when is the house that you reside in the house of God too? Oh, I'm going to turn this way just in case they don't. Are you seeking him when you're not in the presence of the saints? Are you seeking his face when you're not in the presence of company? Are you really seeking him? He said, seek me. Seek my face, not my hand, my face, not my benefits, my face. Look upon me. That's what he's saying. I want you to look at me eye to eye. I want you to not just feel, but I want you to see that I love you right where you are, just as you are. Seek 
my face. God invited David to seek him. Yet there was a sense in which David felt that God was hiding from him, but God's not hiding. David said, do not hide your face from me. Ah, oh, my God, he's not hiding, but he's waiting for you to come after him. We've got to get past uh, the, 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 the regular stuff. We've got to get past the norm. We've got to get past uh, uh, what we're used to. We've got to get past uh, uh, our father. Which We've got to get past the tradition. We've got to get past the religion. We gotta, and we've got to seek him earnestly. If it's uncomfortable, you're in the right place. If it's uncomfortable, you're in the right direction. If you're comfortable, you're too low. Come on. I don't want to hear that today, but if you're comfortable, you're too low. You got to come up and, and, you know, and be uncomfortable when you're seeking him because when you're seeking him, there is a change and transformation that takes place. God ain't hard to find. He's everywhere. <laughs> He's not hard to find, but it's us who's hiding from him as if he can't see who we are. Yes, Lord. But he said, don't leave me. My brothers and my sisters, we've got to get to the point of knowing that God provides, and I'm getting out of here, a place in him. A place where we must go not to complain, not to worry, not to have anxiety, but a place of prayer and praise. This place is where we'll find our peace. This is the place where we will find strength. This is the place where we will receive that safety and that security that we see in these first nine verses of this chapter. As long as we, ah, my God, we will find it. As long as we don't look at what we're dealing with, as long as we don't look at what we're going through, as long because the longer we look at what we're dealing with and the longer we we look at what we're going through, the longer it'll take for us to seek after him. We will never get into the place of the praise pavilion if our eyes are fixed on the very things that are around us. My God, but we got to get to this place. Ah, my God, you got to forsake all adversities of life. Don't you worry about it. Don't you be afraid. Do not fear. In this place, we must look to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing that that all of our help comes from we must not just look but we must believe yeah we must believe that God uh, and the one that we're looking upon not just looks at us but he hears us and he answers he hears us and he saves he hears us and he rescues he hears us and he strengthens he hears us and he'll carry us through he hears us and he provides in this place where we'll find ourselves praying and praising uh, he'll hear us. Scripture declares um, that he inhabits the praises of his people. Um, and the reason he is able to inhabit the praise, um, uh, the inhabit, inhabit because you've made a place, a pavilion. Uh, he's able to pitch his tent where you are and he's able to come in with his presence. Yeah, um, where, where what, what we need is there. It'll carry us through. Um, but also we must, like David, open up our mouths. Yeah, um, and shout. Come on. We got to open up our mouths. We got to use our weapon of praise and give him glory. We heard it earlier during praise and worship. You got to open up your mouth. Enough of the saints of God sitting in silence. Yeah, it's good to wave your hand. It says if I can't say a word, I'll wave it. But you can say a word. You got to open up your mouth. What is the old cliche saying? A closed mouth. Don't get fed. Come on. But you've got to open Open up your mouth and declare to the Lord um, that he is good. You don't want to just open up your mouth and praise to God, um, but you want to sound the alarm to the, uh, the host that's encamped around you. You want to sound the alarm for, so those enemies and those foes um, and the wicked ones know where you are so when the wind of God blows, um, they will stumble and fall. You've got to open up your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to open up our mouths um, and declare in this praise pavilion. Ah, 
God that I gotta give him glory. I may be broken, but the God that I serve said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The whole world and they that dwell therein. I may be sick in this natural body, but the, the, the scripture declares that he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes I am healed. Yeah. Ah, he said that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So I may be lonely now or by myself. But God is right there with me. I've got to open up my mouth and declare. He said that every word that I speak, it shall be established. As long as I declare it. I've got to open up my mouth and give God glory. In this praise pavilion. That's where my joy comes from. That's where my hope comes from. That's where my strength comes from. It may be dark, but when I open up my mouth, it may be weary, but when I open up my mouth, I gotta give God glory. I will not allow the enemy to win. I won't give them the victory, but I am victorious. So thanks be unto God who causes me to triumph. Thanks be unto God. Hey! <laughs> Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. Learn how to open up your mouth and tell God thank you for being a good God. Thank you for being a merciful God. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you for lifting up my head. Thank you for telling me to come unto you. All ye that are heavy, I that I laid him, I find rest in him. Thank you. I open my mouth to you and give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. My God, my God. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Glory. My, 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 my. Bless your name, Jesus. Glory. Woo. My God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on from your praise place. Give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 My God, my God, my God. Mm. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You got to know that praise will make the difference in your situation. Hallelujah, when you're not moved by what's going on. And you can push all the trouble aside and say, I will still give you the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We serve a great, what y'all standing up for? Sit down. God is an awesome God, and we bless him, and we glory. Amen, amen. And we can benedict right there. Hallelujah. See you later. Bye-bye. God is an awesome God. God is an awesome God. I don't need to do much but read what the scriptures say. They done started the verses. I'll read the last of them so we get the whole thing, and we'll be all right. Amen. Starting at verse 10, it says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. 
Deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. We don't need nothing else. Amen. We got everything we need right in there to carry on through whatever the situation is, no matter, no matter what the circumstances is. All we got to do is take that right there and run with it. But give me just a minute just to shed just a little light on where we're going with this. The psalmist says, start, I said, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. All of us have those people that we lean on and depend on. And if they're ever taken out of our lives, we are thrown so much out of kilter and out of whack. We don't know the night from the day, Monday from Saturday, or none of that. Because we're in this state of confusion, wondering how and when and if we will come out of this situation. But the psalmist said, when my father and my mother are that I have been, my stability is not there for me, then the Lord will take me up. Then the Lord will take me up. One thing I like about the Lord is that he will never leave me. Neither will he forsake me. So I ain't got to worry about him running out on me. From this day forward, when God's got me, he's got me. And I ain't got no worry at all. So when my father and my mother or my mother and father, however you want to put it, because some of us was mama's boys and some of us was father's daughters and stuff like that, but when they gone, he right there. And he will take us up and he will guide us forward. But I like where he goes from this. And the psalmist says, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. So the thing that I've got to learn about God, because what happens to us is that I begin to look at God like I look at everybody else. I begin to look at God like I look at those who have been and those who have walked around with me. And when I start seeing God the way I see everybody else, then I get disappointed with God because God don't act like everybody else. We start getting disappointed with God because of the different things that are going on in our lives. So what I need God to do for me is to teach me your way. Teach me how you do things. Teach me your path and how you move because if I don't know what your path is, I will get disappointed. Anybody ever sought God or sought God to do a look for God to do a certain thing and he didn't do it for you? He didn't show up like you wanted him to? He didn't move the pain? He didn't change the circumstances? And we was wondering, God, what's wrong with this picture? I'm loving you. I'm serving you. And things ain't going the way that I think they should, should go. What is wrong with this picture? And what God wants you to learn is not your way of doing things, but his way of doing things. Because God takes our aches, he takes our pains, he takes our troubles, and he builds us through those things. He works purpose in our lives. He takes, he works meaning in our lives. He works strength in our lives, not through the things that he delivered us out of, but how he kept us right in the middle of it. We've been looking for the exit door. Some God said, don't, it ain't time to come out yet. I got some stuff I need to teach you. So the psalmist said, teach me your way. I don't want it my way. Teach me your way and lead me in a plain path that you've got prepared for me. Why do I need you to do this? Because I've got some enemies around me. They are seeking to devour me. They are seeking to overthrow me. And every now and then it looks like their plan is working. Their stuff is happening. Their will is what's going through. And I'm scratching my head saying, God, I serve you. Why is it not working out the way that I think that it should? Because I need him to teach me his way. Because in the midst of his way, there is deliverance for my life. There is growth for my life. There is maturity in my life. And he don't, if he don't take me that way, then I won't get there. We gifted and we've got this and we've got that working for us. But your gift can make room for you. Yes, it can. And it can bring you before great men. But if you ain't got it worked out down on the inside, you ain't staying there long. 
So I need to learn the way of God so when he moves me into a space or place that he has for me, I've got stability. And it's through the various things that I go through. The psalmist saying, deliver me not into the hands or, 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 or to the will of my enemy. For false witnesses have, have risen up around me. So the thing about that is that what that, the psalmist says, I don't want to have no trouble. And sometimes we're praying that and we're looking for God to do that, but that ain't always the way of God. Even Jesus said in the model prayer, said, lead us not into temptation. And he all been in temptation. And he all been in temptation. So what he's saying is not, don't let me get in it, but don't let it get in me. <laughs> don't let me get, it's not that I don't need to get, don't let it get in me. Deliver me not into the will of my enemy. What's the will of my enemy? That I fail, that I crumble, that I give up, that I quit, that I stop. So I don't want to quit. So teach me your way so when I get in the middle of it, it don't get in the middle of me. My God, I need your strength. I need to learn your way because it's the way that's going to sustain me in your developing me. We want the stuff of God, but we don't want to be developed in the things of God because it ain't an easy way. There are difficulties along the way. I want when, when it gets dark, I want it to be my light. Sometimes you throw the light switch and it don't come on. So, and you flicking it up and down like, what's wrong with this thing? Don't always happen the way we want to. And in the middle of that, God is trying to teach us some stuff. So that as things go on, I don't get overcome by what I go through. So he said, don't deliver me. Deliver me not into the will of my enemies. In other words, it's not that don't let me get tested, but don't let me fail in the test. Don't let me quit in the trial. Don't let me throw in the towel when things are going hard, but help me to hold on because you got purpose in the midst of all of this stuff. You trying to help me be somebody. You trying to help me be something. So help me to stand in the midst of all this so I'm not thrown by all of this stuff that's going on around me. And when God teaches me his way, then I don't let the stuff get to me. And I get like what it says in the next verse, I had fainted. If you didn't teach me right, if you didn't train me right, if I didn't learn from what I've been through, I would have gave up. I would have threw in the towel. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> I was about to quit. I was about to throw in the towel, but I would have given up, but I believed. I learned from the last test that he didn't deliver me right out of, but he walked me through it that he can sustain me. I learned through the last trouble that I went through that when I get in it, it looks like I'm about to give up in it, that if I hold on just a little bit longer, he'll pull me up out of it. I would have gave up if I didn't believe the seed. The goodness of the Lord, not when I get to glory. <laughs> but say it, Pastor, say it. In the land of the living, while I'm yet here, I'm going to see him deliver me. While I'm yet here, I'm going to see him grow me. While I'm yet here, I'm going to see him mature me. While I'm yet here, I'm going to see him work in my life. The stuff that he wants to work in my life because I'm believing in the midst of my trouble, I know what it looks like. I know it looks bad, but I'm believing to see. I'm believing to see. I'm believing to experience what he is saying about me, what he is looking for in my life. If I didn't have this belief, I would have gave up a long time ago. But he has taught me the way. And it is teaching me, it has helped me to grow. So when I'm looking around and saying, I'm believing to see the land of the living. So what I look do in the midst of all of this, I look at all those around me who may be going through and I say, wait on the Lord. 
I done been somewhere. I done been through some stuff. I done had some troubles. It done got hard for me, and I see it happening to you. This is my word to you. Wait on the Lord. Be of good cheer, because he going to strengthen your heart. I know what you're going through. It's real hard, but wait on the Lord. I know the problem is still there, but wait on the Lord. I know the trouble has not changed, but wait on the Lord. I know it's still looming large over your head, but wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He's going to strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart. Strengthen your heart. Build you up on the inside. Strengthen your feeble knees so they ain't feeble no more. The enemy is not able to blow you to and fro by every wind and doctrine because you got some stuff happening down on the inside of you. All I need you to do is wait on the Lord and be of good cheer. Be of good courage. Hang on in there, devil. You may be smiling now, but it ain't going to always be like this. God's going to turn the tide, and I'm coming through on the victory side. So wait on the Lord. Be of your courage. He will strengthen our heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Why am I waiting? Why am I encouraging you? Because he's going to come through. He's going to make a way. He's going to show up on your behalf. He that shall come will come and will not tarry. He that's going to do is going to do. You just hold on. Teach me how to hang in there, God. Teach me how to be stable in the midst of all of this. Don't let me be moved by what the enemy is trying to show me, but let me see beyond the enemy and see the victory that's on the other side of this particular situation. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. What am I saying to you? Wait on the Lord. Because he will come through. Yes, he will. 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 Wait on the Lord. I think we covered the 27 Psalms. If you don't believe we did, go back and read it for yourself. I think it's all in there. Be of your courage. He will strengthen your heart. You're coming here to Captain. Hallelujah.